right, guys, welcome back. It's Monday. I'm Blake, your host, and you're listening to the Weekend Recap. Uh, you can find us here every Monday at 102.1 The Outlaw. And uh, while you're at it, guys, go ahead and find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, just search out the Weekend Recap. We got a whole lot of fun stuff going on throughout the week there. Uh, we certainly keep it entertaining. I, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor real quick, uh, Great American Florida Gun Show. They do have a show in town in Avon Park this weekend. Uh, Doors open Saturday, 9 to 3, uh, Sunday, 9, uh, I'm sorry, 9 to 4 on Saturday and 10 to 3 on Sunday. So if you guys are in the market for a gun, knives, ammunition, tactical gear, or just funny little bumper plates, these guys, they certainly have a whole lot there in stock. So make sure you check them out. They're going to be there at the National Guard Armory in Avon Park. Again, that's 9 to 4 on Saturday and 10 to 4 on, 10 to 3 on Saturday. Uh, I need to get to the introductions here. I think we got Chris today and, and Yusuf, you know, the man, the myth, the legend, and, you know, the Guru Khan here, man. It's, uh, how'd y'all's weekend go? Not too bad. Drove back on Saturday and kind of relaxed yesterday, trying to get back into the, to the flow of things. Dang, you was gone that long? Yeah. Nice week down in the <laughs> lovely state of Florida. Makes me want to move. Hey, you know what? It, it it got me, man. It's uh that that's how it all started. It's a lot of it had to do with the drive back, to be honest with you. It's just so much fun while you're down here and then you just the whole way back, you know. The, at least the part I was down in, you know, a good twelve hours. It gives you a lot of time to think about, man, do I really want to drive all the way back next time? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to make that nine hour trip back, but you know. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> what about you, Yusuf? What have you been up to this weekend? <clears throat> Nothing, man. Just uh, some yard work. Um, I took my kids to a local camp. We have a, a player that's local to Plant City, uh, Johnny Broom. He uh, started um, Moorhead State the last few years, and he just transferred to Auburn, actually. So he has nice. some big shoes to fill. And, uh, you know, they had the number three pick, Jabari Smith. So, you know, we're hoping for good things from him. We'll be rooting him on. But, uh we held a camp locally here in Plant City, free for the local community, and you know, the kids had a blast. Man, that that don't sound like a bad time at all, to be honest with you. Uh, so, Jabari Smith, it's uh, man, weekend and weekend and weekend come to pass, man. You're always out there rubbing elbows with all the cool kids, <laughs> you know what I mean? Jason Taylor, we <laughs> come on, man. look, I, Spend a week down in, you know, George St. Island and, you know, running around with NFL <laughs> royalty, man. It's, are you guys adopting? <laughs> so, no, man, it's, uh, we got a lot going on today. We, uh, we got some NFL news, but we're 10 days out from the first, I, can we call it a meaningful football game? I mean, it's not the USFL. <laughs> but, but it is Jacksonville and Las Vegas, so it's uh, maybe it's because of the the long gap in between action here. I I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've had this circled on my calendar for a while. I mean, not not to mention it's my son's birthday, but uh, it, it's it's also the start of preseason. Yeah, it's 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 I'm I'm ready for it to get back into the swing of it. I'm I'm a little more excited, a little more, you know, it's getting closer and it's getting closer and you know, as much as I like to watch hockey and and things like that, you know, this is constant hitting and in constant action, so I'm ready for it to get started. 
So it's uh, there. There's been a lot of talk this off season, and it's it's a lot to do with the moves. And, you know, Jacksonville is starting to to create a lot of stir nationally. Starting to sound like it's uh, Lawrence. You know that their quarterback they uh he's got some juicy little sound bits like it's like he's out there throwing jabs at urban meyer you know it's nice to have a a coach that that knows the offense (laughs) you know that knows his own plays so i mean it's uh there's a lot of hype going into this uh this season there in jacksonville and they're gonna be on display you know august 4th man it's they're gonna be up there in kenton they're gonna be uh Either setting us up for yay, football is back, or oh god, this is actually preseason. <laughs> so it's I always forget how this plays out too. I don't know if they ever, you know, you have meaningful first game ends. I don't know. It's uh, the preseason's always been weird, and now that it's shortened, you know, it's uh, you could always count it for like game four. You know, you're always going to see some good play there at the end because these were people scrapping to get into the uh, get into the league there, but. Uh, yeah, you just have no idea when the starters are going to be in the lineup on this one. Hey, at least Jacksonville has a reason to go to Canton because I don't think they have a lot of players in the Hall of Fame right now. <laughs> oh, oh, no, shots fired. Well, no, I think you did up before uh, Look, Blake. I think, I'm know, watching the Fred, map Fred here, Taylor and all of a sudden, uh, Jacksonville just went dark, man. What you what'd you do to us here? <laughs> no, it's, uh, no, you ain't lying, man. It's... Uh, Fred Taylor's the closest thing they got to a, a Hall of Famer, and they he still can't get no respect. So it's uh, wow. So it's uh, Jacksonville. It's kind of they like, might have one. I think Tony Baselli might be in there. But that's the only guy that pops off. Now was that because he played for Jacksonville or because he went somewhere else? Well, he he didn't play a long time, but he was phenomenal when he played. I think he was like a number one pick or a high pick, and. Well, you know, he was, he was like that was all pro tackle. I'm sure that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, guys. Please don't hang up on us. <laughs> Please don't turn that dial. <laughs> no, but uh, it's – I'm almost worried if this team is going to – disappear over to london with as much as they play over there you know i don't know if it's just an infatuation with florida teams i mean the tampa bay bucks you guys are going overseas too so it's uh i I would be terrified of a of a european expansion you know what teams are going to get you know scavenged they tried the whole nfl europe and they just don't quite have the same caliber of uh of a talent pool (laughs) i should say over there but uh it's would they even still be the Jaguars over in London? How, how would that even work out? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think it's just because of the logistics. It's just not feasible right now. Maybe one day. But, um, you know, I think they play a game there at least every year. You know, yeah, when you bring up the Bucks and the Germany thing, too, that game is like one of the highest. Uh, like when it went online for sale. Uh, half a million people were trying to buy tickets at the same time. I think it was like a record or something. So oh, it yeah. was crazy as a demand for that game. It's already, I think, hundred dollar tickets are already going up to you know six thousand. So now I, I don't know I'm what it is. How I guess much of that is, uh, or something. I don't know. But, well, probably yeah. That's probably got a lot to do with it. But uh, I'm curious to see how much of that is going to be. Uh, USA sales, you know, how many of these are people, fans that are traveling versus these are people in Europe that really want to see Tom Brady, <laughs> you know, I don't know, but, 
It's going to be interesting to see, man. Either you're going to understand what's going on in the crowd or you're not. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll be, it'll be a fun game. So, now, we got training camp. Uh, you got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Their uh, training camp already kicked off. I think, what was that? The uh, That was today, right? Today or yesterday? But uh, – the Titans, the rookies, they've already report, reported that uh, the 23rd is when they showed up. Uh, veterans, they got to be there by tomorrow. So it's uh, things are starting to happen, guys. It's like I said, we got 10 days to the Hall of Fame game. So it's uh, it's that time of year where I get, in, where I get just really jacked up for, for pe- mm-hmm. you know, people just smashing each other in the face. And it's just, I don't know, it just makes you feel a certain kind of way. It's it's. It feels a lot like this. I love Ric Flair, man. <laughs> he is like the greatest soundbite in the world. You know, for those of you that don't follow wrestling, it's uh, Ric Flair and this dude Jay Lethal. He apparently Jay Lethal was kind of a an impersonator of what Ric Flair used to do, and they kind of had a, a woo off <laughs> and it's, it is just straight gold, man. It's anytime I feel good. That's, that's what I go back to every time. <laughs> so, but, uh, what are you guys expecting to happen out of, uh, training camps? You know, what are you guys looking for? I'd that's, I'm going to kind of tip my hat a little bit here with Tennessee. You know, I, I want to see what's going to happen with this Malik Willis, you know, Trey Burks or Traylon Burks, you know, I, I really want to see how these two rookies are going to, going to pan out and how they, uh, how they look in the, the, the training camps here, how they look when they finally line up against other team members, other NFL players. Yeah. From, from, I'm, I'm curious to see the same thing. I think, um, you know, Tannehill has a lot to prove this season, you know, after everything that's happened last season. And then, he, you know, his record in the playoffs, which, you know, the the choke job that happened in Cincinnati and, you know, or you know, when we played Cincinnati last year and, you know, stuff like that. I think he has a lot to prove. And from what I've heard, they've been working with Willis a whole lot more um, and trying to not necessarily speed him up, but get him more involved in the offense, get him more, you know, understanding the playbook a little bit better. They're, they're working pretty hard with them on trying to do those things. And, you know, I, I hope that it's going to make Tannehill a better quarterback and, and light a fire up underneath him, you know, more so than what, you know, if he listens to sports talk up here, then, I mean, he's just, he gets ran through the ringer. But I mean, they, it, it would hurt for them to cut Tannehill after, after, after this season. I mean, they'll have to eat eight, I think it's $18.8 million. And, and see, here's but, the part that I don't understand with Titans fans. You know, we, we remember Jake Locker. We, we remember <laughs> Vince Young. You know, Kerry oh. Collins, you know, Matt Hasselback was fun. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, there was a decade of suck. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Bucks fans they don't care to hear about it, but uh, on it, the why would oh, they we want to get same rid of thing going on? We have Josh Freeman and Jameis Winston. Oh no, and... that's what I'm saying. I, I'm just singing to the <laughs> choir to you guys. But you know, why would you want to give up on Tannehill? Yeah, this guy has literally given us some of the best football the Titans have seen in almost two decades since Steve McNair. So I, why there is so much hate for this guy? I mean, I get. 
you you fell on your face in the division round. We were just in the AFC Championship two seasons ago. So, I mean, it's not like this team's really fallen off. We just we weren't hitting like we needed to. And injury had a lot to do with it. Uh, the offensive line, you know, that was a carousel there for those guys. So, I mean, it's uh, other than Tua, which Miami fans know how that went for him. You know, he was the second most hit quarterback in the NFL behind Tua. So these guys were feeling ghosts all season long. And, you know, you could see it in that playoff game. You know, there was a lot of because the, the biggest thing I hear from fans was he wasn't under pressure when he threw those interceptions. Well, yeah, he was in his mind. <laughs> you know, yeah. that clock was a lot faster. He did not trust that line at all, man. And I just don't get why Titan fans want to jump on the wagon and say, hey, you know, it's Tannehill. If it's not Super Bowl, it's busts. You're gone. I mean, keep riding the guy, man. He's he's giving us some good ball. That's my biggest concern is with the loss at wide receiver. You know, it's, in my yeah. opinion, this team just got worse in the offseason. Yeah, it all depends on if Witt is going to be able to come back from his ACL injury and be able to be, you know, Our number the one. Robert Woods of old. <laughs> and, and if Burks can, you know, get back into shape and and get himself together and be able to, you know, even show some glimpses of what he was in Arkansas. You know, I'm not, you know, back on the Tannehill thing, I'm not, I don't hate the guy I'm not one of these people that's calling for his head or anything else but I mean yes there's there's uh, I understand you know you were you've been hit one of the most you know most in the league and things like that but also as as a pro and as long as what he's been in there I mean the dude's tough don't 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 get me wrong he he has he has taking his hits and taking his pretty good hits and got back up and, and swung the ball down the field. But I, it's, it's more of a, I guess it happens because, I mean, we were, we were in control of that game. I mean, we oh, should have, we, we should have man. been there. Yeah. And, and, you know, you throw, you, you look at it, you throw three picks and, you know, what two of those got ran back for for touchdowns yeah. if i'm not mistaken so i mean that's 14 points that didn't need to be on the board that i mean we would have easily won that game when your defense gives up not well, when your defense gets nine sacks and you know burrow is seeing ghost and he's having nightmares about jeffrey simmons and <laughs> and bud dupree and all of them in the offseason and i mean look, you and, know and for the bucks fans that don't know who jeffrey simmons is that imagine oof. aaron donald but not on a strict diet. <laughs> I mean, this dude is an absolute beast. I mean, he is just jacked. He is his fluffy cousin, whatever you want to call him. But this dude is just as big and just as swole as Aaron Donald. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is a – he is you reckon with. So, but on the sunny side of things, I, I keep dropping the name Buccaneers. It's – uh, things are looking pretty good for him in this offseason. It's – uh. Leonard Fournette looks like he got pretty comfortable. Uh, Tom Brady's back. Uh, <laughs> and uh, man, I saw the tweet that uh, Leonard Fournette put out. I swear to God, he took the head off of Maurice Jones Drew, like commentator Jones Drew, and put his head on it. Uh, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if it was just a shot back at Jacksonville and Maurice Jones Drew, but. Uh, that was great. <laughs> At least he's got a sense of humor. I don't know if MJD did, though. 
Yeah, I mean, I've seen some pictures. I think it was maybe blown a little out of proportion. He doesn't look. I mean, maybe he looks a little bigger, but it's nothing like you know when James Harden shows up to the NBA season when he wants to get traded, anything like yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know. He walked in and looked like somebody's <laughs> uncle. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. They ain't even your shoes. <laughs> oh my God. Now there is a team a little bit further south that. uh well, I, you know what? I don't want to even talk about them yet. You know, it just this is. I want to talk about Tampa real quick. This is what championship teams do. You know, it, you're not really looking at a whole lot of pieces. Oh man, we really need to get these guys in here, get the chemistry together. No, you you look at what Tampa Bay's doing. We, we've kept the same guys for the last three years. <laughs> you know, it's so much easier going into training camp when everybody's already on the same page, even with the way the coaching change has happened. I, I still imagine this playbook, this offense, it's going to be run through Tom Brady. So I don't see a whole lot changing right there. But to see how this team is just on straight cruise control going into the uh, into the into training camp and into the preseason is it's pretty refreshing. I mean, as a Titans fan, we really don't know what that looks like. <laughs> We're always trying to, Oh no, there's so many holes. <laughs> yeah. You know, they made a few changes, but I mean, overall they still have a lot of the same pieces from the championship team from a few years ago. Um, Sue and JPP are gone, but you know, they drafted a guy, Logan Hall and they got a team picks from the bears um, and they got the young guy from last year from uh, Joe Troenka. forgot his uh, last part of his name. But so those guys are expecting to step up. And, you know, Godwin is it a recover still from the ACL, but they say engage from Atlanta. So he's a good, you know, like possession type receiver. Of course, AB has moved on and we uh, drafted a running back. So they have a lot of safety help. So, and, you know, just last this last week, they signed a guy like, Kyle Rudolph, so that probably holds off the brakes on Gronk, you know. But, you know, Kyle Rudolph is a good veteran presence, and he can definitely, you know, help them out throughout the year. So uh -huh. they definitely got the pieces in place to, you know, make another run. I got in an exchange with a, a Tampa Bay fan, and uh, I don't think they were as sold on Rudolph as I was, you know. Like, oh, <laughs> you know, and, and where Gronk stands in history, with, and at least through my eyes, you know. To me, Gronk is first ballot Hall of Famer, no questions yeah. asked. One of the greatest to ever do it. And my my post was, you know, got a huge hole there. But, you know, what Rudolph is bringing, this dude's not having to fill nobody's shoes. This man showed up with his own work boots. <laughs> you know, so it's not like we got somebody, you know, on a discount like a like a Jared Cook. Yeah. I mean, we know how that worked in Tennessee, right? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's uh, you got yourself a proven veteran and somebody that knows how to be clutch. So, I mean, I don't see a drop off. I mean, he's no Gronkowski. But Gronkowski was no Rudolph. <laughs> so it's uh, I'd see it working out pretty good. I'm not mad about that one. Yeah, I think it was a good pickup, you know, for the there's not a lot available right now. So I mean oh, to no. pick up a guy with his stature and you know that he's a you know, he's at a watch the film, he's at a practice hard, you know, and just bring that character and, you know, leadership to the team. That's just another thing. Like we had Richard Sherman uh, last season. Maybe he didn't play the best, but you know, just that the the presence he can bring to a locker room and you know the calm and leadership yeah and he's got and a ring you know he, he walked in already a super bowl champion so it's not like he was somebody missing hardware on the resume when he walked into that locker room you know it's it's, it's just richard sherman <laughs> you know 
Yep. So, but speaking of walking into the locker room, <laughs> the uh, down there in Miami, th- this dude flew in in like a blur. You know, I don't think anybody saw Tyreek Hill to Miami at all this season. But uh, Miami's another one of these teams that's uh, actually getting a little hot here in the, the national media. These guys, uh, obviously, they had the biggest obstacles going to be the Buffalo Bills there in the division. But uh, the Patriots, they're not going to be a slouch either. And I'm, I'm really, really excited to see what uh, this new offense is going to do to teams. You know, it's I don't think to, uh, you know, with all the different systems he's had to learn as a pro already, I don't think is too handicapped in this area. But uh I can't wait to see these guys get in action. Oh, yeah. They really uh, revamped their offense. They signed, like, Mostert and uh, Chase Edmonds at running back. They got Gasecki. They had Waddle last year. That was a, you know, a good possession receiver. So, I mean, they got the talent around uh, Tua, and they signed, I think, a, the best right tackle from yeah. New Orleans. Yeah. Armstead, and see, so. that's a thing that goes not mentioned much at all. You know, everybody talks about protecting the blind side, you know, get you that good left tackle. That's great until you're left-handed. <laughs> you, you need the best right tackle in the league. <laughs> you know? Wait a minute. We're doing it wrong down here. I don't know if this was a Flores thing, but uh, they certainly couldn't get him any help last year. But uh, I, I like what they did, man. They, they went out yep. and addressed a lot of their needs. They they plugged a lot of the holes. And like I said, out of the teams we cover here, you know, between the Titans, the Jags, the the Dolphins, and the Bucks, man, it's uh, they're, they're one of the teams that got better. You know, it's you can't be mad about the Bucks not getting any better, but not getting any worse. Just kind of staying the same. I'm cool with that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and the uh, Jacksonville. I mean. You've been the worst team in the NFL for the last two <laughs> years, so <laughs> you're bound to be better. <laughs> you know, give me three wins. Go or, <laughs> if you give me three wins, we got something. <laughs> but uh, the Titans, man, they're they're really the only team that I saw got worse out of this group here. And it's uh, maybe I, I'm just a fan, and like most Titan fans, I, I panic and overthink these things. But uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I need to see them prove it this year. That's, I'm getting worried about the decision making. <laughs> it, it's it, it's getting a little cold up there, you know. If I if I was quicker on the button, we'd have some vanilla ice playing right now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's how do you guys it, see this shaping out? I'd, I'm worried the it, Titans might not even win the AFC South with with you got what, Matt Ryan, all this. Uh, Maybe it's just hype. You know, that's a lot of what we hear out of Jacksonville, to be honest with you. But uh, these guys might be serious this year. Well, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I still think Jacksonville and you know, I think Jacksonville and Houston are going to be battling for the bottom of the of the AFC South. To be 100 percent honest with you, Houston's just a dumpster fire down there, and they don't have anything going on. And um, I will be interested to see how Lawrence does with an actual NFL coach, with an actual you know awesome. playbook that he can use. And you know, I'm, I'm I, I after will, the show, I'm going to post that soundbite where, where he's bashing Urban Meyer with all the compliments he was giving yeah, to Doug Peterson. Yeah, hey, y'all make sure to uh, find the Facebook page on that. But I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll I'll take and you know I'll I'll give him you know another year or so and you know unfortunately all the good quarterbacks always go to the suckiest you know football teams but you also have to sit there and look he was a really good college quarterback is that gonna is that gonna 
play is he just going to be a really good college quarterback i mean you can there's nameless amount of quarterbacks who were great in college and you know weren't that great in the nfl i think it's going to come down to you know the colts and the titans and you know i as much as i'm with you blake on you know i've sat there and there's no way you know yes we've gotten worse i think our wide receiver our, our wide receiver core has has you know, slacked off a whole lot. I mean, you know, you get rid of AJ Brown and yes, you bring in Robert Woods and, but then you, 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 last year we took him, we had, we had, um, um, oh, now his name is, 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 I'm forgetting what his name is. He was come out of Atlanta. Oh, Julio Jones. I'm oh, sorry. God. Yeah, well, that, don't oh, worry. Yeah, there, there, because, nobody yeah. saw him. It's easy to forget that guy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's that's what I was about to say. I mean, so you really only had you, you really only had one real threat wide receiver, and if and if Robert Woods could come in and be your real threat, and you know, help him being the veteran that he is, you know, come through and help help Burks with as much as he can, you never know what, what Burks can show. See, right now they got to help and get Woods a chair. Yeah. Two seasons ago, they had two 1,000 yard receivers. You know, you had AJ Brown, you know, Corey Davis. I mean, granted it was 900 yards, but it's a Titans receiver getting 900 yards with a running oh, yeah. back. that got 2,000. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? No, and I mean, I just, I, I just, I what are they thinking? Yeah, uh, that and and that's what worries me. But I don't I don't necessarily count them out. I don't uh, I don't I don't know if it'll happen. I don't know if they'll pick try to pick somebody up or you know anybody else. But it would be it, I'm interested to see how they're all going to do. How you know training camp's going to go? What the preseason kind of looks like? I mean, I don't want to necessarily count them out right now. I. I Honestly, I think it's going to be between them and Indy, and you know, Indy kind of scares me. But I, I would. This is the fanboy, and <laughs> you know, I, I really do think that you know we'll win the South again. But you know, it Ryan does scare me in Indianapolis. He 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 does. But you know, what Rivers was up there a couple years ago or last year, and you know. If you're not Andrew Luck or, you know, anybody else, I'm not – or Peyton Manning, you know, those <laughs> those dudes just, you know, Titans fans have nightmares about them. But I don't know. It's – it. I think it's going to come down to them too. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what Lawrence can do, you know, especially in his second year and, you know, kind of figuring out what it's all about and – Hopefully he can make moves. You know they've they've tried to help him out a little bit, but hopefully they they can make moves to where, you know, he's a little bit better. I don't want to see him fizzle out, but you know, I also don't want to see him do good twice a year when they play the Titans. So, <laughs> now, the, uh, speaking of South, it's I other than seeing uh, New Orleans give us the business twice last year, uh, I don't have a whole lot of fear for what the NFC South has to uh, to deal with. So it's uh, kind of cool with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, New Orleans, they still got a good roster, but they got a new coach. They got Jameis coming back, but he's coming off an ACL. The Falcons, you know, they have Mariota. You guys are well-versed in, you know, what he does. And, you know, they, they don't really have a lot of playmakers. They got Kyle Pitts, but I don't even know who their running back is at this point. And then you got... <laughs> 
Carolina, you know, and they were just recycling quarterbacks with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. They don't see, uh, really want to draft a high draft pick on a QB. And, you know, their, their defense is a good young defense. I'll give them that. But they have some skill players. Of course, they have, you know, Christian McCaffrey, who was, you know, all world a few years ago, but he can't seem to avoid the injury bug lately. And, you know, he's a Mick injury right now. So you know, it's a lot of a uh, toss up. And the Bucks are the only really team. Solid, almost all positions, coach, everything like that. So they are the heavy favorite, obviously. Yeah. So it's. I, I think I'm going to ride this boat again. I, I feel Tampa Bay. I mean, until Brady's gone, do you want to do you want to ride the boat all the way to the championship? Uh, I, I want to ride parade. the boat in the boat parade. That's what. It, get me on that boat. <laughs> get me on that boat. Look, anything that involves motorboating, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of being down, man, we're down up against the clock. So uh, I'm going to have to step back, uh, give a shout-out to our sponsor real quick, uh, Great America Florida Gun Show. Again, they have a gun show this weekend. It's going to be in Avon Park here at the National Guard Armory. So if you're in the market to buy, sell, or trade, uh, these guys, they have it all and do it all. Again, it's going to be at the National Guard Ar- Armory, Saturday 9 to 4, Sunday 10 to 3. So, again, make sure you tell them the weekend crew sent them and uh, – We'll be right back after this uh, after this message. Looking for a fun weekend of buy, sell, trade, guns, knives, ammunition, and much more? Or maybe you're looking for a concealed carry class? Then go to GreatAmericanFloridaPromotions.com, where you'll find the Great American Florida Gun Show. Dates and location for 2022 are up now. Shows coming to Lakeland, Port St. Lucie, LaBelle, Haines City, and many more. Don't forget, it's GreatAmericanFloridaPromotions.com. Or call 772-577-9647 for more information on dates and locations. It's real, it's, country. Real, it's real country. I love your station. I listen to it every day. The Outlaw. 102.1. All right, guys. Welcome back. This is Blake again. Uh, we teased this a little bit earlier on the social media page uh, there on the weekend recap. Uh, we got a special guest with us today. It's uh, spoke with a little bit between the break here, and he's a much busier man than I realized. But we have... Sports Illustrated's Tom Brew with Inside the Rays with us today. And we're going to talk a little Tampa Bay Ray baseball, but I'm going to toss this over here to uh, to Mr. Brew real quick, and he's going to tell you a little bit about himself, and we're going to ask him a few questions. We're going to get this party started, man. Yep. Hey, Blake, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, I've got uh, I have a long time Tampa Bay history. I was uh, uh, born and raised in Indiana, went to school at Indiana University, but my first job out of college was at the St. Petersburg Times way back in 1980, and uh, uh, worked uh, with the Times and the, the Tribune for 18 years total, and uh, been around the Tampa Bay area for almost 30 years now, and uh, um, it's been a great time, and uh, I always remember, I always tell the story, the, the very first day I got to St. Petersburg, there was a big story in the paper on that Sunday, it was called The Pitch for Tampa Bay, and it was uh, Tampa Bay business leaders talking about getting a major league baseball team way back in 1980. And, uh, it only took 18 years, but now we've had one for 25 years. And, uh, you know, I've had a great newspaper career and media career and, uh, 
but it's you know I get um, getting the chance to cover baseball this year for the first time, and uh, uh, so I'm back on the on the Rays beat this year for Sports Illustrated, and uh, we have uh, we started team specific pages on SI.com about four years ago, and uh, uh, we just started launching the baseball stuff, and I have uh, my site is uh, InsideTheRays.com, and it's uh, very focused on the Rays and. Uh, cover all the home games, most of the road games and, uh, um, fully staff it all the time. And it's uh, all free. All there's no paywall, no subscription, no nothing. So it's all uh, very easy for people to read. And you can, can go right there on inside the raise.com takes you right there. But we also have a good, uh, Facebook presence, you know, Facebook page and Twitter and all that stuff you know, that has links to all our stories as well. So it's been good. And like I said, I have a long uh, new, you know, newspaper career in the state of Florida and, you know, down your way, been been down there a lot with high school stuff in my early days. And certainly a lot of people from your area who've played at Florida, Florida State through the years. I've done a lot of a lot of college football and basketball, basketball especially uh, during my career. But uh, certainly uh, it's great to be back in Florida. I have a love, massive love affair with that state. And my kids and grandkids all still live here too, and uh, so it's uh, it's family for me. So it's uh, it's good to be back home in Florida. Look, man, I can honestly say I'm glad to have you. You know, I, I thought I was feeling bad about all the, the stuff I put on social media and just continue, you know, just I felt like I was relentless on, on putting information out there. And I, I when I saw you on Facebook, I, I pulled your page up. I was like, my goodness, this guy's got everything on here. And I, <laughs> I, I had to introduce myself to you and I had to bring you onto the show. So, uh, again, I'm glad you uh, you accepted to come on. And it's uh, I figured. If I need to ask questions that our fans ask us, I, I can't find many people as in tune with the Rays as you are. And I figured I'd pass some questions on over to you and, uh, and see where, we, where we're sticking with this. Uh, my yep, job, fire, fire away. My, my boss here, John, he, he mentions all the time how the Rays came in. You know, they, they built the stadium expecting them to show up, and then they just never did. <laughs> and, well, they were hopeful. I mean, uh, they certainly uh, were. But yeah, uh, I mean, it was, uh, uh, and it's, it's kind of, it's kind of ironic. And I share this story with a lot of people because of my Indiana roots, uh, that, you know, Indianapolis did the same thing, you know, back in the early eighties, they built a football stadium there without a team hoping to attract one, you know, and they did. And now the rest is history with how great, you know, the Indianapolis Colts are one of the great NFL franchises these days. And, uh, the Tampa Bay did the same thing. You know, it was, uh, there was talk for in, in the eighties for many, many years about, uh, different teams, the Minnesota Twins, the San Francisco Giants, the Chicago White Sox, you know, all moving to the Bay Area. And a lot of that talk was Tampa. And, you know, St. Petersburg's way to, to kind of win that battle of Tampa Bay was to just go ahead and build the stadium anyway and uh, in hopes that somebody would come. And, uh, and they, you know, they almost got the White Sox, you know, and then they had to wait. And uh, they were supposed to get, you know, the early 90s expansion franchise, but then kind of got screwed out of that when the Marlins, you know, kind of took their spot and, uh, you know, but then in 98, you know, they, they did finally get their spot, which was good. And, uh, uh, you know, it's hard to believe it's been 25 years of race baseball so far, but, uh, we're very lucky that, uh, the last 15 of that's been uh, very entertaining baseball and, uh, baseball is that one professional sport that doesn't have a salary cap. So it's very hard to compete in a market like this where, the, you know, the, the, the fan base, uh, you know, it pales in comparison and the revenue compare, you know, pales in comparison to the Yankees and the oh, wow. Red Sox. And really, to be honest, even the Blue Jays, you know, make a ton of money too. And it's hard, but uh, they've competed very well. They have a very exciting product on the field and 
uh, you know, I know I thoroughly enjoy watching that team play baseball. I, I think it's the weather, to be honest with you. It's, uh, I would easily pick Tampa Bay over Toronto. 13 months out of the year. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course, it's, yeah. Uh, on that, uh, it's, you said 25 years of, uh, of Rays baseball, and, and we're circling back to uh, everybody hoping that he's gonna, they're going to stick around and hope they're not going to move out of town. There's a whole lot of uh, rumor and buzz going on. There was this uh, deal in Montreal, and there's, there's some buzz in Nashville about possibly relocating, and uh, I, I just figured I'd, I'd straight out ask you, you know, it, it's uh, – what does this team need to do to get a deal done and stick here in Tampa Bay or they going well, to stay in St. Pete? Well, I, I don't, the, I, the, my best answer is I don't know. I mean, it's, <laughs> okay. uh, you know, now the, the people in St. Petersburg, uh, well, you know, let's backtrack one bit. I mean, the, their lease expires and they had a 30 year lease on, uh, on Tropicana field and it expires in 2027. And it is, uh, even though I don't mind watching baseball there, it is a, an antiquated stadium without a lot of frills uh, in a in a goofy roof. So it's not a you know it you know and they've and they've said they're not going to play in there you know one day after 2027, which makes total sense. It's you know the stadium was I said before was built on the cheap before there was even a team and there's not much to it. Um, so somebody needs to build a new stadium and you know and how that works these days is the owners usually willing to pay for half of that, but, you know, the city, you know, and county and state and governments need to kind of foot the bill for, you know, public facility like that. And St. Petersburg is willing to talk to them about building another stadium. But, you know, my take on that is, is that um, this Tampa Bay area as a community has already voted for 25 years that they don't like being in St. Petersburg. And, uh, and it's unfortunate. I think, you know, a lot of that comes from the high rollers in Tampa who just like, you know, always thought, well, you know, we, that should have been our team and uh, we're not driving over there to support it. And, and the fact, and the numbers prove all that. I mean, the, the support from Tampa based businesses is brutal, you know, for the Rays. I mean, a lot of Tampa businesses support the Buccaneers and they support the lightning, but they refuse to support the Rays. And like, to me, I grew up, you know, I read outside Chicago. So I'm used to, you know, Chicago land where, you know, it's all one, you know, and, you know, we've, we still have a huge divide here and it's just really unfortunate. And, uh, because, you know, to me, and that includes you guys down your way too. I mean, it's like, to me, you know, I always consider Tampa St. Pete as Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. And I always consider, you know, all of the surrounding counties, you know, Pasco and Polk and Bradenton and, you know, Manatee and Sarasota and all that, all that down that way, you know, draw a 50 mile circle around, you know, Tampa St. Pete and count all of them. And, you know, we're talking about 4 million people, you know, yeah. and there's, there's no reason why an area of 4 million people has a major league baseball team. That's very entertaining drawing seven, eight, 9,000 people a night. It's a joke. Yeah, and and look, it's I just, don't want to pick on the Miami Marlins, but this ain't the Miami Marlins we're watching. You know, the, the, no. these were contenders. <laughs> you know, sure. They're and, not, there's yeah. not a bad team. Yep. Yeah, nope. And it's just, you know, and, it, and it's unfortunate, you know, because the, you know, because that revenue difference does make a difference, you know, and then, you know, the Rays deserve a lot of credit for fielding competitive teams for basically 15 straight years here, you know, and doing it the right way and staying in the mix. And, uh, you know, and I, and I, you know, I'm a baseball guy, like even when the Rays first got here the first 10 years and they weren't very good. I mean, I was, I would still always go. I mean, I would, my son and I would go to games. My other kids would go to games. You know, my friends and I would go to games. I would go to 10 or 12 baseball games a year because I was a major league baseball fan, you mm -hmm. know, and it's like, 
And, you know, and, and I wish more people would go. It's just because I don't personally don't think it's very difficult to get there. Uh, I don't, you know, we have a lot of traffic in our community no matter where you are. And uh, oh, no. even if they decided to build that stadium in Tampa somewhere, there would be traffic issues going to that stadium oh, every no. day. All you got to do you is know? try to go to Bush Gardens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> but, but, but what they say about where it's at in downtown St. Petersburg is true. I mean, uh, that that baseball stadium there is surrounded by water on three sides. And, uh, yeah. Oh, and that is a fact. And, uh, you know, you can say all you want about that, but it's just, it's not, you know, from a distance standpoint, you know, you've, uh, you've, you know, the majority of the people in the Tampa Bay area, you know, don't live within, you know, 10 miles of that stadium. You know, the, the vast majority live further out than that, you know, and so that's, that's got to be an issue. But, you know, the people in Tampa and Hillsborough County, uh, and even in state government, you know, that need to step up to spend money to build the stadium in, Hillsborough County somewhere, you know, they've been reluctant to do that for many, many years. And, uh, you know, it's like, you know, if, if the choice, if Tampa's, if they're not going to build a stadium in Tampa or Hillsborough County and the choice is build one in St. Petersburg or watch them go somewhere else. I mean, um, you know, then I hope they build it in St. Petersburg and they choose to stay, but you know, this area as a whole needs to support this team better. You know, I grew up in Nashville, so we, we took the yeah. luxury side of, uh, the, Houston Oilers not being able to get a uh, stadium deal done and right. them relocating. Yep. So, and before the Titans got to talk and building a new stadium there for the Titans. And uh, I, I thought there for a long time, the Rays were a prime target there in Nashville because Nashville's been begging for a foot, not football team, but for a baseball team. And over the summer when you heard that report come out where they were flirting around with different names, like again, Montreal and Nashville, I was like, Oh my God, the people in Nashville are about to lose their mind if the Rays come up there. Right. But yeah. uh, like you said, I'd love to see it stay here. You know, just get the deal yeah. done. You know, sure. there, there's a yeah. lot of people that are embedded and invested with this, uh, with this team, you know, exactly. And uh, you know, the, you know, the, the, uh, the fan base you know, cannot be based solely on the ticket buyers. Uh, because it's, you know, we, in, it's been written about, you know, for years. I mean, uh, you know, the TV ratings for the Rays in the Tampa Bay area are, you know, top 10 in baseball. You know, it's like there are a lot of people who watch on TV because it's free, uh, and easy. And, uh, you know, but, you know, the paid attendance numbers are different, you know, you know, but, you know, people, there are a lot of people who care and, and it would be very bad, in my opinion, you know, for the Tampa Bay area, if they lost a team, because they would never get one back, you know, like, oh, know. Uh, like, and, and, and there are people in Tampa who have said that, you know, from the time they got a team is like, you know, if the Rays left, we would just get a team in Tampa. Like, that's so not true. You know, it's like, you know, this, this <laughs> yeah. has been proved. It's proved, you know, what, what we've proved in 25 years is that Tampa Bay area will not support a major league baseball team. And, you know, and, and if they lost the Rays, you know, to presume that they would get one right back is, you know, it's not realistic. And, you know, then the Nashville thing is like, the, you know, the Rays, you know, on the record, they say that they are doing everything in their power to get a deal done in Saint, in, in the Tampa Bay area. And that's true. It's 100 percent true. And they've been trying that for years, but they haven't gotten anywhere. And it's starting to get frustrating. And, you know, and now they can never talk about relocation because that just cheating. yeah and you know so but i mean you know i could tell you behind the scenes that you know if if this is not you know they basically have given the tampa bay community a year to get this figured out and i you know i firmly believe that if there's not a stadium deal done by the start of the 2023 baseball season 
that it's not going to happen, you know, period. And they're going to go somewhere else. And then it's just a matter of where they go. But I mean, that's very presumptuous on my end, you know, you know, because I do think as push comes to shove here now that, you know, people will find a way to get it done here. But, uh, but they're, you know, they're certainly doing their legwork. And of course, Nashville, they want a team, but they, they've got people in place that, that want to do it. But I think, you know, it's not, it's easier said than done. I mean, They've got a they lot of taxpayers' a, dollars out right now. Yeah, they, <laughs> so yeah, they're looking lot, for someone have, to help pay. It's going to be a rough. Yeah, and rough they have deal. location. They have location issues here a little bit too because the Titans, as you know, you know, with the Nashville ties, the Titans aren't necessarily interested in having a baseball stadium built right next to their brand no, new beautiful no. place. You know, so they would have to be somewhere else, and that's you know, all that's a long time down the road. But that's why I think. You know, for the Rays, the clock is ticking. You know, after this year, there's four years to go. You know, you got you have to count on two full years of construction. Yeah, you know, for stadiums. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if that if there's not something done by next year, I do think they'll start to look around. But I but I know for a fact uh, that it's absolutely you know their absolute preference is to stay in the Tampa Bay area. Now it's. Uh... I would love to see it. You know, I, I've moved here. You know, I, I like the quality of teams we got here. Again, I'm from Nashville, so I, I understand why country music's so sad. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's it's just good to see what this team's been doing, and, and yeah, more on the team and what they've been doing. You know, we, we just had the All Star break, and I'm just just kind of curious on where you gauge this team at this point in the season. You know, are, are we heading in the right direction? I mean, at times we look like a 500 team and then at times we look like the Tampa Bay Rays, like we should. I just, it's hard to get a, a, a pulse on this team right now. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, when they, they, uh, went into the all-star break with the third best record in the American league. And, you know, I, I can't for the life of me understand why people think that's bad. You know, uh-huh, it's, no. uh, yeah, true. Um, you know, they've, you know, they, you know, uh, if the playoffs started tomorrow, they'd be in it. Um, they're they're way behind the New York Yankees, but they're having an epic year, and there's nothing. You know, that's out of the race control. Um, although they still have you know 13 games with them, so it's uh, um, you know there's there's still time to decide that. But you know the the Rays have had an enormous amount of injuries. I mean, they, only four of their nine guys in their starting lineup are even on the roster right now. You know, and you know so you know they've got 11 pitchers on the injured list, and they've still found a way you know, to win 52 of their first 95 games, you know, and they're, you know, they've, they've accomplished a lot. You know, Shane McClanahan has become the best pitcher in the American league. You know, they, they have enough arms to get through games. And when they, they get hot for a while and they, and they shut people down, you know, they're a good team. And uh, they've just played 10 games in a row without making an error, which tied a team record. And they're mostly, mostly good defensively, but you know, they're playing a whole bunch of triple a guys and they're playing a whole bunch of guys out of position and, you know, and, you know, for them, you know, that's why I sort of just shake my head when people complain when they lose a couple of games in a row. It's like, oh, you know, they're like, how can there not be anybody better in AAA? It's like, well, their whole AAA team is practically here. You know, it's like it's just you've got to get used to that and you have to understand. And, you know, some days those things are happening. It's baseball. I mean, every team in baseball wins 60 games every year and every team loses 60. And I've always said, you know, until you've lost more than 60, just quit complaining and enjoy the ride. And, uh, you know, this is a good team. And, uh, and I think, you know, I think they're, uh, um, they've got enough starting pitching in a short series to make noise in the playoffs. They've got enough guys starting to hit a little bit and they, you know, and there are a whole lot of people on this team that are scheduled to come back from injuries in August and early September. And, you know, this roster, you know, could have six or seven new guys on it, you know, by August or September, 
that are currently members of the Rays just on the injured list. That's even if they don't make a single trade, they still have a lot of reinforcements coming. And, uh, you know, they're, you know, they're a good team and, you know, they're, you know, the people that are fighting for a wild card spot for all those other teams have plenty of flaws too. You know, and it's uh, that's what's going to make these last two months of the season really entertaining. I don't know who can who can grind it out that there at the end. I mean, you, you touched on it there with the injuries, and uh, Ed mentioned you know in the trades. Uh, we got the trade deadline coming up. I mean, do, do you see them doing anything to try to uh, to add a little bit of depth to this team since they, we've got all these injuries, or do you think the, we're just going to ride with what we got? No, I definitely think they still want to make moves, but they have to make sense. Like how their front office has worked for years is that, you know, they're always willing to make moves. If it helps now and it helps in the future, they're willing to do it. Well, that's that's the two-pronged thing there with that. And, uh, you know, I think that's the case now. They What is interesting is they have a lot of, you know, really good minor league talent right now where they've got, uh, especially in certain positions where they've got, you know, a wave that's ready for the majors, you know, right now are close. And they've got another wave right behind them that's just a year or two away where they can afford to give up some prospects knowing that they have, you know, another wave of really good players coming a year later. So they they can afford to give up three or four really good prospects, uh, you know, for a star if that's what they choose to do. But it has to make sense. Like, um, you know, know, with Mike Zunino out for, you know, pretty much, I think, for the year now, I think they could really use a major upgrade at catcher and, you know, Wilson Contreras, who I've watched a lot with the Cubs, is a perfect fit. And he's a free agent at the end of the year, and the Cubs aren't going to sign him. You know, he might be a rental player, but, um, you know, I think I think adding him would be great, you know, if they could do it. But, uh, you know, we'll have to see, you know. And they, I think, you know, the Rays usually like, if they're going to hire, if they're going to sign somebody, they like to keep them around. So I don't know if they're, you know, it all depends on how, you know, it's the risk-reward thing of how much do you give up to add a, add a guy like that. But I think they could certainly use some help with catcher. Uh, with Shane Boz out now for the year, it looks like, you know, I think they could really use one more quality starting pitcher. And there's a handful of guys out there, you know, who would be attractive as well. And certainly I think, you know, obviously Contreras fits the power bat thing, but I think if they could find a power hitting outfield or two, I mean, they could definitely use more outfield help, you know, because Kevin Kiermaier is probably not going to be back. Um, Manuel Margot, who hurt his knee, um, probably will be back. Yeah, I would, you know, the guess is September 1st, maybe sooner. Um, so they, they'll get help there, but, uh, I think they could use, definitely use some more power, but, uh, but we'll see a lot of it. Like I said, they balance out every trade opportunity. The handful of guys they picked up now are just really, you know, more like just filling holes for right now. They're not going to make a world of difference, uh, you know, with, with the team going forward. But I do think, yeah, I mean we're you know we're a week away from the trade deadline. I you know I wouldn't be surprised if they made a bold move, but uh, at the same token, they don't mind standing pat. You know if they you know if they feel like they've got enough, but uh, we don't know that for sure yet. You know, it's I, I like what I'm seeing out of this team. It's uh, Yandy Diaz. I mean, all these guys that, that like you mentioned. You know, the the way we've been able to step up as a team. It's. I feel good about the the end game here, the the, the long run. They're they're towards the, the the end of the season. We're showing to have enough depth and at least quality play, like you said you mentioned earlier. You know, at one point we was the third best team in the league. <laughs> so it's yeah. uh, it, it's nice to see, and it's uh, it's it's even better to have you on. Oh my goodness, it's uh, this is a quick hour, and we loved having you in. Um, I look forward to doing this with you 
later in the season. Uh, I, I would love to have you on, call you in a few more times and talk a little bit more more Rays baseball and then see how this sure, season unfolds with you guys. Yep. But, uh, well, I'd be happy to. Yep. Uh, give you a quick second to let them know where you where they can find you again, and uh, we're going to have to get this show wrapped up here in just a second. Sure. Yep. The, uh, like I said, it's, uh, it's on the SI.com platform, but uh, the easiest way to go to it is just insidetherays.com. Takes you right there. Uh, and if you're a Facebook person, there's a Facebook page inside the com. Just like that page and all the stories, every single story gets posted there. Plus other comments. It's all free, no paywall, no subscription, no nothing. And, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, uh, Tom Brew sports. Uh, I'm there, uh, with all my, uh, raise posts plus a handful of other stuff, you know, and with college and pros and other things too. And my occasional, uh, two cents on other stuff as well. So it's, uh, uh, but yeah, it's, it's all right there for the taking. And, uh, like I said, all free, no, uh, no paywall, no subscription, no nothing and really good coverage of the race. See, and that, that's exactly why I like you here, man. You're going to put your two cents on it. And that, that yep. that's what we like here at outlaw, outlaw nation. But, uh, go. again, this Tom brew, uh, look forward to having you guys back on with us and, uh, that dude is filled with a lot of information. That's uh that that was a good segment right there. And uh speaking of segments, we we kind of teased it a little bit last week because uh with the home run derby that we had, you know, starting to tee off there. And uh I I figure we should revisit this uh little sound bit and uh, reintroduce you guys to the uh to the launch pad of the week. I'm launch pad. Oh no, I'm late. Life is like an aeroplane here in Duckburg. Airplanes, airplanes, aeroplanes. It's a duck blur. Might fly an airplane or crash an airplane. <laughs> All right, guys. Now, I was going into the home run derby. And for those of you that don't understand what Launchpad of the Week is, you know. I'm a nostalgic kind of guy. You know, I, I grew up to Darkwing Duck and all these fun cartoons, and we had this moron called Launchpad, and he crashed everything. But he was great at hitting everything. So I, I figured it would go hand-in-hand hand with home runs. So it's uh, during the foot baseball season, we're going to have what we call Launchpad of the Week. And what better way to start it off here at the All-Star break, uh, the Home Run Derby? And uh, I, I was torn on how I was going to approach this week's winner. You know, I wanted to, are we going to highlight the guy that actually won the home run derby? Or are we going to highlight the guy that had the longest hit in the home run derby? And lucky for me, they made it easy. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's, they, but they made it easy for me. You know, Juan Soto, you know, with the Washington Nationals, he uh, he took care of both of those. So he he brings home the hardware, and he he certainly had the the long ball last or not last night, but for the home run derby. It's uh, did you guys catch any of that, or uh, were you guys like me and nodding off about the time that thing showed up? Oh no, I was watching those. I was watching those. Uh, I was watching the launch pads. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, they turned Dodger Stadium into a definite launch pad. It, it was uh. It it was certainly something to see, man. It's it's, it. I'm back and forth with baseball. Baseball, I, I beg it to make me a fan, but events like this really do. <laughs> you know, the <laughs> I hate to say the steroid era was a great era. I've probably made. A, hopefully, Tom didn't hear me say that. 
<laughs> but <laughs> Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, these dudes just bombing them out of the parks. That was just so much fun to see. You know, I mean, nobody cares in football, right? <laughs> well, the kid from the kid from Seattle sat there and he had thirty one in the first in the first round, which is ridiculous and yeah i believe he had 31 in the second round or 32 in the second round which is just even more ridiculous and he just ran out of steam you know in the at the end but you know the the crazier thing was you know he got paid seven hundred and fifty thousand to be come in second place in the home run derby and he's only making seven hundred thousand this year on his rookie deal Mm. <laughs> so, mm. I mean, he, he just sat there and he was launching them out there and got paid more, got got paid more for hitting home runs than what he did for than what he did is what playing 162 games. Uh, I wonder if he's going to set up a side hustle now. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the sandlot near you. <laughs> Who's got a Saint Bernard we can borrow? <laughs> or, no, that was a bull mastiff. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh man, it's uh, it's that time of the year, you know. After the All Star break, you know, the trade deadline, all that stuff's coming up. It, it's uh, things really start to uh, to heat up this time of year in baseball. I won't say it's necessarily a time that I follow it closely, but uh, it's certainly a time of the year that catches my interest. You know, come September, October, oh yeah, it, it, it's. It might be chilling off up there in in Nashville, but it, it's gonna be get, it's gonna be heating up down here in Tampa Bay. So, and if Miami could ever do something, you know, again speaking of five hundred teams, that's uh, uh, I'd love to see them get there. <laughs> they they keep tearing me back and forth, you know. Yeah, you, you feel good about them, and then they're like, ah, no, we're still Miami. So it's uh, welcome to Miami, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Yeah. Uh, we're up against the clock again, guys. It's uh, We look forward to this every week. Uh, again, want to thank our listeners uh, for tuning in every week, uh, finding us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, thanks to our sponsor, Great American Florida Promotions. Again, without you guys, this show would not be here. So if, again, you guys are in the market for a gun, they are in the area. They are in Avon Park. They'll be at the National Guard Armory. Uh, it's going to be this Saturday and Sunday, 9 to 4, 10 to 3. So make sure you check them out. Uh, find Max. Let them know the, the recap crew sent you. And uh, make sure you you buy your favorite outlaw a gift. I mean, I, I would not be mad at you about this. So, <laughs> But uh, I want to tip it out over here to these guys. Uh, how do you how do you think this, uh, this training camp and all this stuff is going to work out the, the next coming weeks? Do you, do you think we're going to have any big stories? break out over the week or any anybody on the injury watch or hope you don't see on the injury watch well really i mean if it's not like a rookie or some breakout player there's no really good news in preseason because that means there's usually an injury so for having an older roster i don't want to really hear too much <laughs> you don't hear nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just everyone make it healthy to week one and you know we'll go from there so uh, that's my biggest two cents Speaking of two cents and hearing nothing, you guys are about to hear the station change. So go go ahead and tip my hat out there to you guys. Uh, again, catch us here next Monday. And uh, if you want to keep up with what's going on, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, The Weekend Recap. And until then, stay classy, outlaws. <laughs>